drop and close that video to the crew you've been in ago. Amen. Amen. I just lift your voice. Lift your voice, lift your heart. Open your heart as well. Worship the Father. He chose to love you. He chose to love you. We chose to love you. We chose to love you. We adore you. We are Good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to Declared Victory. So good to hear your sound. Thank you. Likewise. Please pray for my family, please. Uh, my uh, ex-wife passed away yesterday morning in uh, Maryland. And uh, I've got to go back and support my son for that. Okay. My name is Vanessa Latin. Thank you. What, what was the last name, honey? I got the first name. Uh, Latin. Vanessa Latin. I'm sorry, Wait, my alarm is going off. Hang on one second. What was the last name, uh, Brother Michael? Uh, Latson. L-A-D-S-O-N. Latcher? Latson. 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 Yes. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. How are you this morning? Not the best. I'm having a hard time breathing again. <laughs> But outside of that, I'm all right. Can you keep me in your prayers? Will do. Thank you. Good morning, top of the morning, Victory Prayer Line. It's Miss Sabrina. Um, Good morning, Miss Sabrina. Good morning. Can you please keep me and my daughter in your prayer, please? Just a lot of ratting and raging going on. Okay, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. God bless everybody. So, Have so a we're day. praying for peace. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Declare Victory. Good morning, Pretty. Morning. How are you? I'm okay. How about you, sweetie? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Good, good, good. Good to hear your voice this morning. Thank you. Good to be heard. Good yeah, I know that's right. Oh, there, my girl. Good morning, Yvonne. Good Yes, he is. And you Yes, he does. And Good morning, sweetheart. 
Good morning. This is wonderful Wanda. Hey, wonderful Wanda. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. Who's on the call? Good morning. This is Swanita. Good morning, Swanita. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm blessed. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Kashanda. God bless you all. Good morning, Kashanda. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Monday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Monday. Make a joyful sound to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures for all generations. Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. Who's on the line? Good morning, Karina. Good morning, JC. Good morning, um, Declared Victory. It's Moxie. Happy Monday, everyone. Good morning, Moxie. Now, this ain't JC. You don't recognize my voice? Yes, yes. <laughs> JC had an obligation and she asked me to cover for her, so that's I'm oh, I'm no, it today. I, I hit it now. I hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> Have so, a blessed day, sweetie. You too. You too. Good morning. Welcome to Declared Victory. Does anyone else want to say good morning before I get started? Okay, well, it's time for me to get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed and the call can be clear. Hello. Good morning. My name is Barbara Cockrell, better known as Miss B on the line. I'm your host for today. Thank you for joining us here on Declared Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday. Oh, I went too fast. We are prayerful. Good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning. We're prayer Monday. Oh. Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, and encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure you call in during the month of July, where our monthly theme is entitled Purpose. This month, each declare will focus on how God's purpose and place for them. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. There is one announcement for today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters, for married couples and married hopefuls. You can call into the same number tonight at 6.30, and it's from 6.30 to 7.30 Pacific Time, 8.30 to 9.30 Central Time, 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. You will be happy that you did. The prayer requests for this morning are Rochelle is asking for prayer for her and her family, for the bereavement and the loss of her little puppy, and a special prayer for her daughter because she's taking it very hard. Prosperous Pam is asking for prayer for her mom and herself for health, mental, physical, and spiritual. Um, she would like a new life, to breathe new life into their walk with Christ. Brother Michael's family is asking for prayer for bereavement for the death of Vanessa Langson. Please lift that family up. Susie is having a hard time breathing this morning, so we want to remember her in prayer. And Sabrina and her daughter are asking for the Lord's peace. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Christina Joy. The declaration will be brought to you by Dion, the radical midwife. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Christina Joy. The declaration will be brought to you by Dion. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the prayer warrior. Our scripture for today is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I ask that you put your phones back on mute until asked to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. May God bless you and have an awesome day. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for even this opportunity now to be in partnership with you through prayer. For greater your mercies, they are new every morning. We thank you for your new mercies this morning and your loving kindness that you allow us to hear in the morning. You are the one that created us and not ourselves. So I thank you that you allow us to know you and to know your goodness. 
as we enter into your gates with thanksgiving, as we praise you in spirit and in truth, as we enter your courts with praises, you allow us to remember all the things you kept us from, danger seen and unseen, not just through the last night, but in our entire lives. Let the posture of our heart be one. of love. Let the posture of our heart this morning be one of praise. Let the posture of our heart be one of thanksgiving. For Lord, you merely spoke and the heavens were created. You breathed the word and all the stars were born. You assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the ocean in the vast reservoirs. Oh, let us fear you and not the fear of man. Not being afraid, but no, let us have the reverential respect and awe of you. For when you spoke, the world began. And it appeared at your command. And before you even considered how you would create the trees, the birds in the sky, how you would create any of those things, you thought about how you are going to create us. And you had our purpose in mind before you created us as a person. So we say, let your will be done this day as your kingdom comes here on the earth. But we know the plans that you have for us our plans for a peace and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope with an expected end. And you said that when we call upon you and we come and we pray to you, you will hear us. And when we search for you, we will find you. And if we seek you with all of our hearts, you will let yourself be found. So let our thoughts be in alignment with your thoughts. as we are learning this month how to walk in our kingdom purpose. Jesus, we thank you for your example here on the earth. We thank you for you showing us how to walk a purpose-driven life. For it is in you, Jesus, that we will find out who we are and what we are living for. For we know When we look to you, Jesus, we see God, the invisible God that cannot be seen. When we look to you, we see, God, your original purpose for every single thing that you created, everything above and everything below, everything visible and invisible. When we look to you, Jesus, we realize that everything got started in you and find its purpose in you. So right now we say, Jesus, have your way in our lives. And we trust you 
So I thank you, God, for releasing the blessing that you release to those who trust you and make their hope and confidence in you. For you said that they shall be like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Instead, their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Let us never stop producing the fruit of the spirit as we abide in the vine. Continue to prune us throughout the process of our purpose-driven lives. Because we want your purpose to come to pass more than we want our own purpose that we think we should have in our lives come to pass. And as we learn how to become a person that walks in the kingdom purpose that you created us for, allow us to be ready to receive and operate in your kingdom power. Transform us this day by the renewing of our minds as the entrance of your word shall bring us light and understanding. Let there be a revelation of who we are so that we can do all the things you created us here on earth to do. I ask that you would release upon everybody under the sound of my voice the anointing that you placed on our lives, that anointing that will repel every single individual with a diabolical assignment, the anointing that would break every yoke and lift every single burden, the anointing that would flow be unhindered and uncontaminated. Let that anointing that you placed on our lives be in alignment with the purpose that you have for us. And because part of our purpose here on the earth is as a king to decree a thing and as a priest to intercede, Lord, I lift up to you, Michelle and her family. <clears throat> I know, Lord, that it's not the, the little things that are minuscule to you. So, God, I thank you that you are giving them even peace that passes all understanding as they mourn the loss of their puppy blue. I ask that you would be with Missy and Devin as they mourn. And if they're taking this as a hard loss, God, that you would give Rochelle the grace to comfort them in the midst of their grief. That every word that she speaks would be covered in your grace. That it would be soothing to their ears and healing to their souls. I ask that you would continue to allow that same peace that passes all understanding to be released to Sabrina. I thank you for the revelation that you are giving her right now on who you say she is, despite her circumstances, despite what may come her way in that she will come out of agreement and out of alignment with every word curse ever spoken about her that instead she would allow for you to remove those things out of her soul and instead place seeds of righteousness in them. I also ask for the loss of uh, Vanessa Langston that you would give her family and those mourning her, that you would comfort them, 
as they mourn her. We know, Lord, in your word it says that there is a time to be born and there is a time to die. And even though we do not know the time that we would leave the earth, we know that time comes, but it doesn't make it any less harder to deal with. So I ask God that you would allow them to experience and know you, intimately know you as Jehovah Shalom. That you would give them beauty for their ashes and the anointing of joy in replace of their mourning. That there would be a celebration of life at her homegoing service. And that there would be consolation in her. And no, nobody would have regret about the things they didn't say, the things they didn't do. But you would allow them to know that because you have went to a place, Jesus, a mansion with many rooms that you have prepared for us, there will be a reunion again at the coming time. And I thank you for Pam and her mother that you said, old things pass away, but behold, all things become new. I thank you for the newness that you are even allowing them to have in their life in this season as you allow them to understand the times and the seasons that she is in and that her mother is in. I thank you also um, that she does not grow weary in doing good as she takes care of her mother, but that you said that she will receive her reward and harvest for she does not do these things as a man, but she does them unto you. Thank you, God, that you are allowing her to know what all that you have in store for her, even in spite of the days that she's tired, even in spite of the days that she's weary, even in spite of the days that she's frustrated beyond belief and she cries and she screams, that you hear every cry, you've heard every scream, and you've collected every tear she's shed. So I thank you that you're even giving her newness in the reservoir in those places that she feels that she's on empty that you're even enlarging and expanding her capacity to give, to serve, to endure. And as you allow us all this book to have the revelation of what it means to live a, a purpose-driven life, let us also receive the benefits of living from that standpoint of our purpose. Let us be able to know and have meaning to our lives. Allow our purpose to be made clear and be the foundation on which we make and base our decisions. Thank you for allowing there to be released in our lives simplicity because of knowing our purpose and knowing who it is that we serve. Thank you for also giving us revelation and clear insight as it relates to knowing how to live out that purpose. Give us focus and clarity. Give us motivation and momentum as we recognize that we are a force of nature. And I thank you, God, right now, that even though we may come to you, may come to you covered in sin, you said, Jesus, you've washed the blood, you've used your blood to wash away that sin, and that you have mercy upon us according to our loving, your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Because, Jesus, your blood cries out on the mercy seat with a message of forgiveness, a better message in the blood on the earth that cries out justice. I thank you that every accusation of the enemy to try to deny or delay the revelation of us knowing our purpose is destroyed and annihilated because of the blood that was shed on the cross. And you said we can come boldly before your throne of grace during our time of need. So as we release our 
cries and our requests unto you as we take our phones off mute because you also said that before we called that you answered. I thank you for your answering you, every Lord. single call before it was uttered out or ended. Hallelujah. I thank you right now. heart of service. I thank you for this month being a month of revelation of our mission, our kingdom mission that you created us for. And I thank you for even the molding of our character to be one like Christ who had a purpose-driven life. I ask that you would touch Dion, that you would anoint every word that comes out of her mouth, that there would be an anointing that would allow the things that are complex and the mysteries of you to be made simple to the hearer, that you would unmove and unplug anything in their ears that would allow them to not be able to hear it clearly. I thank you for her grace as you have made her tongue the pen of a ready writer and you are that writer. For her being the visionary and the leader and everything that you have called her to be as she lives out purpose of the radical midwife here on the earth. Continue to allow her to teach us from that place of overflow that she stays in, which is a part of being in your secret place. And I just thank you for all that you're doing for her. I thank you for all you've done for her and everything you are going to do with her life. 
For eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men all that you have prepared for her. I thank you for even in the next season of her life, you doing even more mind-blowing things than she could have ever imagined. And doing that for all of us here on this call. As we discover, live out, and focus on the purpose that you have for us. And I say all these things in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. I'm just a talking. I'm so sorry. Y'all, Holy Ghost ain't working this morning. Um, my mute was on. <laughs> I apologize. Well, good morning. God morning, great morning, and happy Monday to each of you. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, ma'am. You guys still you still can't hear me? We hear you can louder now. Okay, wait. Hold on one second. Let me see something. How about now? Can you hear me now? No? Oh, man, my headset quit on me. Okay. Well, nevertheless, I uh, I continue. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Monday to each and every one of you. It is always an honor and or a pleasure to be afforded an opportunity, number one, to serve, but I'm grateful for being found worthy of even opening my mouth this morning. It could have went another way. Um, You guys are stuck with me twice this week, and I am extremely glad about it. I love the opportunity to serve and to steward the Word of God. My prayer is that this morning's dialogue uh, sets the foundation for the month to come. And my greater prayer is that you get a deeper revelation of who you are, what you are designed to do, and prayerfully some instruction, some practical teaching that will propel you into purpose like never before. I am thankful that Holy Spirit gives instruction. All we do is carry them out um, in an effort to walk in and to push people into purpose. And so I am grateful this morning uh, for uh, this this opportunity. Thank you, Cheryl. Um, this, this morning is um, probably at the beginning of the seventh month, the seventh month, the number of completion. Um, I believe that God is taking us into the second half of the year uh, with fixed focus, um, with a ready, set, go attitude, knowing uh, that we are standing in the middle of Kronos, which is not for God, but it is for us to marginalize, to maximize.
Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Give her one second. She'll be back. Hold on. See, we can't hear you. Just a second, family. Um, She may have had technical difficulties, but just give her a second. Okay, guys, can you hear me now? Can somebody text me? Or... Yes, ma'am. So what? what's the last thing you heard? Actually, nothing. When you started oh, talking. Nothing at all, ever? <laughs> wow. You said, thank you, Shell, from the text. Nothing after that. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Okay. 
Well, the devil is a lie, and he is hot. I mean, I said a whole bunch of stuff, but that's all right because I got it in me to say it all over again. My phone was on. Right? Nevertheless, um, good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Monday to each and every one of you. Um, I pray that this morning finds you well. Obviously, uh, the enemy is frustrated already. I'm grateful for that. That makes my heart very happy. I love to antagonize him. Um, he had tormented me for as long as he had permission to. He no longer has permission. <laughs> it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, honey, and I am grateful to be found worthy to even open my mouth. I thank God for trusting me um, to spearhead this conversation, this dialogue, and walk us into places of purpose and places of promise because it is his great pleasure, not only that none would perish, but that we would recognize the fullness of his joy and learn to live from there. I'm thankful uh, for um, even having a mind to trust Holy Spirit to give us the guidance and direction necessary so that we are not walking around listlessly, but that we are operating from a place of purpose and promise so that we can bring him glory, so that our lives will be that um, of living a fasted life, a life of worship, a life that is dedicated to um, empowering not just us, but every single area that we walk into. Before I begin, I want to tell you See, this is the part the enemy didn't want y'all to hear. I wanted to tell you how you are the apple of God's eye, that he loves you so immensely that he would ensure that you get the necessary information to not only walk in purpose, but to do it with confidence and competence, to do it knowing that you have a father who loved you so much that he went inside of himself with the idea of you in mind and came up with this unique you, this you that nobody else can be, this um, perfect picture full of your life experience and exposure, your traumas that you have overcome. You are resilient. You are uh, every single thing that God promised that you would be with all of your imperfections. He knew them uh, pre-adventure. He knew that you would need a savior. He knew that you would need to be fathered and loved well in an effort to grow. And so I'm excited to be able to be uh, uh, part of that process of walking you out of um, uncertainty of walking you out of insecurity and into places of promise intentionally. And so this morning, I am going to set the foundation for this month with the hope that by the time this conversation ends over the next 30 days or 25 days, pretty much, um, that we will be talking about this topic considering it is the seventh month, which means the, the number of completion. I believe that God is setting you up for proper trajectory in this hour. Men are only born for the times and the seasons which they are needed. And so I'm thankful this morning uh, to be able to share. And so I'm going to do so uh, with a couple of things in mind that you guys are stuck with me twice this month, 
I mean, twice this week. I'm going to share on today, and I'll also be sharing on Wednesday um, a part two of today. So hopefully by the time that you leave this conversation this morning, it'll start your um, imagination to going again. It'll start your creativity to movement again and kind of push you into a place where you are at least considering what you are expecting. You're considering uh, what is next. You're considering what is now. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, let, let's get into it. Uh, so we're going to talk uh, primarily not just about purpose, but we're going to talk about the problem, the process, and the promise. The problem the process, and the promise, okay? Um, I'm going to give you working definitions for both uh, purpose. I'm also going to give you the Hebrew definition and or descriptive, and then we'll go into some scripture text, some stuff um, I'll hold until Wednesday. And so this will be part one of going into purpose. One of the things that I experience when I do what what we call my life work um, outside of um, being someone that is called to construct things, to build things, to um, assist people in launching things, um, another one of my primary purposes um, has much to do with the, the idea of evangelism, be it spiritually or professionally. Um, really helping people identify their strong suit, their ten. Um, also helping people maximize in the area of identifying even their weak points that keep them from flourishing in their ten, right? And so um, I remember when Holy Spirit told me my name was the midwife. Um, I didn't really understand um, at the time. It was 2009. 2009, I had recently moved to Atlanta, and um, I was in a, a time of worship, and he told me that that's what I should introduce myself as. And in my mind, my cyanide mind, I was like, that is so silly. <laughs> right. And then as time went on, when I would say stuff like, um, you know, my you would just call me the midwife, people would say, well, what does that mean? Well, what that means for me, and I, I promise I'll get into purpose in just a moment. We're still talking about purpose. Um, it wasn't until he gave me that name or the construct of that name um, that I realized that I was moving into purpose and out of um, insecurity, moving into purpose and out of um, confusion, moving into purpose <clears throat> and out of um, fear of, of winning. Now, keep in mind, in 2009, I was nowhere near who I am today. And it was several years that 
that name was established in the heavens with regard to how I move today um, that I didn't understand. And to be quite honest, um, Tanya and I had gone to an event not long after I returned home from Atlanta, and we were sitting amongst uh, probably a couple hundred women, and women were getting up and they were sharing who they were and what they did and um, what their expertise was, what their purpose was. And I remember Tanya and I sitting there looking at each other, and I was like, sis, <laughs> what you here for? And we both kind of looked at each other and shrugged our shoulders. Girl, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. But what it did was it started a quest um, for us moving into this place that we stand in today um, where I am not only not confused about my purpose, but I don't have the capacity really to do things that don't align with it, even things that don't necessarily make sense. I understand are cultivating things in me that will cooperate with my purpose. And so I want to kind of give you um, some some very practical use, practical ideas, practical concepts for how I myself um, was able to move out of the problematic stages. Um, and, and it's still, it's an ongoing process. Somebody needs to mute their phone for us. Amen. It's an ongoing process. It is never ending. There are moments of evolving that we all experience while we are sojourning or going through this journey of becoming, right? So keep in mind, I, w I want you to consider the dates. 2009, um, I was still trying to figure it out. I listened to an instruction from the Lord. The Lord told me in 2008, um, well, he told me in 2003, but I didn't move until 2008, January 14th. It was my birthday gift to myself. And I remember telling the Lord, Whatever it takes for me to be everything you need me to be, whatever that looks like, whatever it costs, I'm willing to pay it. And I left California with three children, eight bags, $600, and no plan. And it was terrifying. I was petrified. It was the best decision I have ever made in my whole entire life. We're talking about purpose. I had come to the end of my methods. I had come to the conclusion of my concept of what I had created to survive, what I had created to people please, what I had created to fit in, what I had created to be accepted, what I had created to be what I thought was loved and appreciated when in reality, um, I was setting myself up decision by decision for complete and utter uh, failure according to man's measurement scales. And so this 2009, when I was, I had been in Atlanta for a year, and so the Lord had me in this secluded place, and my whole life was worship. My whole existence was spending time in His, in his presence. It had been 
several years since I had really been seeking after God, but this time it was different because I didn't have all the inter interference of familiarity. I didn't have all the interference of um, people and opinions and something to live up to. I didn't have all of the, the ghetto superstar accoutrements that I had while I was in California because it was just me, my children, and my father. Um, I didn't have the influence of any outside voices. Um, it was a, a season of a different type of segregation, even different than that of when Josiah was ill. But it was necessary for me to get to where I am today. Let me give you these definitions and then I'll go back into my story because um, what, what I am sensing, even as I am sharing uh, right this moment, is that it is imperative that you hear uh, some of my processes so that you understand that you, number one, are not weird. <laughs> You're not strange. You're not odd. Um, sometimes you'll hear things, and it, it seems like it doesn't make sense. That was absolutely my story. I'm just grateful that I have an ear to hear. So the word purpose, according to Webster Marion Dictionary, says something set up as an object or an end to be attained, an end to be attained. So um, the subword is intention, resolution or determination. Uh, it could be a subject under discussion or an action in courses of execution, right? And so we all need clarity in how to move around. Uh, an end goal, an aim to or for oneself, intentionality, right? Purpose means that you are deliberately being doing, going, saying, moving uh, in a certain direction with the expectation of an unexpected end, right? And so in uh, the Hebrew or, or Strong's uh, concordance, uh, the word Hebrew is found 146 times, right? Uh, the, the Hebrew word is zamam. Zamam, right? To consider, to devise an expected end, right? Um, to consider one's outcome, to consider one's direction. And so, so as we start to consider our direction, consider our conclusion, um, for me personally, um, because of the nature of how I grew up and, and what I experienced, what I was exposed to, it's almost as if God uh, put me in places and positions where I had two different worlds. I lived between family members and friends, um, but primarily with my mother, my grandmother, or my aunt all of which gave me different views 
of how to approach things, how to entreat things, how to respond to things. And what I found myself doing as a young girl, as a teenager, is I didn't have a lot of words. I spent a lot of time in very quiet space because I wanted to disappear, so to speak. It's just my truth. I promise I'm going to give you scripture in a moment, but I want to set the stage because everybody has a story. Our stories play a very large part of how we walk into purpose or the adverse, how we choose not to show up for it, right? A lot of times we'll use our situations and our circumstances to avoid the accountability that's required, that's necessary to walk out of what we've created into what he designed, right? There's a a massive difference between what we've created and what he predestined us for, right? So for many years, I did not walk in what I was predestined for because I had no idea who I was, right? I was a culmination of all these different hands, um, which once upon a time I thought was a curse. But today, I understand that not only was it a blessing, it was necessary for me to be um, as rounded and grounded as I am. Today, I understand that I went from the middle of um, what we call Gotham City, uh, that, that beautiful little city of Richmond that added so much depth to me. It added um, a different level of moxie and nerve, uh, you know, the, the center of the hood right there on Burke Avenue, either Burke Avenue or uh, over in or uh, down the street from the 14th Street Park. That's what we used to call it, around the corner from that little church, Providence, that set up all those religious and traditional guises for me. Um, St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church, Independent Holiness, all these different um, places that have made me uniquely who I am, all the way to uh, Upper Saddle River, New Jersey. If you've never heard of it, it is a very um, pristine neighborhood in uh, the New Jersey suburbs or Western Connecticut, which is uh, an elitist location where we had baby grand pianos and marble floors. And then I'd go to grandma's house where the kitchen table sat dang near on top of the stove, um, but it was comfortable where there were wood planks on the walls with wallpaper on them. And I'd use my fingernail to tear the wallpaper in the grooves because I was a little bit rebellious, right? to Marina Way where we had no screens on the windows and I'd open the window because I was not allowed to go outside and I'd watch Dorian and them and Sonny Burn, uh, the Bernsteins and uh, uh, listen, the Graves and all the rest of the Featherstones, all those Jed and Clampett type family uh, areas where I would then go to New Jersey and have to use a sled to go down the hill to get the mail out of the box. I would go from John F. Kennedy High School to Connecticut High where uh, our our bells sounded like uh, a, a maid's bell and I would spend my weekends at Jack and Jill playing golf 
or ping pong in the clubhouse having uh tea parties with my all my friends the 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 few that we had because there were not many african americans there where all of my friends were either jewish and lived a very kosher lifestyle all the way back to richmond where i'd walk down the street to kennedy manor Right, so all these different things that I would experience, and I'd go to one of my aunt's house, and the booster would slide with big garbage bags. Her name was Sunshine. She was transgender before transgender was cool. <laughs> and my auntie and them would buy sequence dresses and the Gucci and the Prada before Gucci and Prada was a thing. And then I'd go with my auntie in Connecticut, and we'd go to the Dooney and Burke outlet so that we could have a lunch bag in middle school. All these different things that made me who I am, where you can drop me off anywhere and I'm going to be fine. I learned how to survive in different worlds and be who I needed to be upon request, depending on what the demand was at the time. Those things that we do and become and experience um, because we have to. I had to learn how to survive in both worlds where I would leave Richmond and go to New Jersey or Denver, um, Connecticut, and people would call me ghetto. And I would leave Connecticut or New Jersey or Denver and go back home to Richmond and they'd say, you think you white. (laughs) Why are you talking like that? I'd leave Richmond where we were wearing stuff from Foxy 9 and get to uh, Connecticut where my auntie only shopped at Saks and uh, what was it called? Dang it. I can't remember. Anyway, um, right, so I had all these different very opposing norms. And every time uh, somebody made the decision, it would be best if I go here, it'd be best if I go there. I had to adjust who I was in order to be what people thought they needed. Let me give you some scriptures so y'all don't say I didn't teach this morning. I want you to go to Colossians, the first chapter. And I'm gonna I'm gonna teeter between the text Um, And I'm going to start at about the ninth verse, right? Um, For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, with insight into his purpose, and in understanding of spiritual things. So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity, to fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work, and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clearer insight, and fervent love for his precepts. We pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might to attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints or God's people in the light. 13, for he has rescued us and has drawn us to himself 
from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, 14, in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sin's penalty. He is the exact living image, the essential manifestation of the unseen God the visible representation of the invisible, the firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign and the originator of all creation. Listen, for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created and exist through him, that is, by his activity and for him. And he himself existed and is before all things, and in him all things hold together. His is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe, right? His is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe in its entirety. In other words, everything that we ever experience, everything that we ever go through, everything that we are ever exposed to is all part of the intentional plan of kingdom citizenship. It means that every experience you've ever had is operating by his control, by his cohesiveness, by the force of his might, nothing more, nothing less. It means that everything that you've experienced was allowed in an effort to bring you to an expected end. It means that absolutely nothing is wasted. It means that absolutely nothing came to kill you, but it came to push you closer to the truth of who he says you are from the foundation of the earth. Now, I could rattle off a million gazillion scriptures that would not only justify what I just said, um, but it, it would also um, propel you into saying, uh, interrogating the text. Can I tell you something? That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to ask questions. He wants us to, to ask, okay, so now this happened. Not necessarily why did it happen, but what is its use? When you start to redirect how you interrogate the scripture, how you question um, the Father with the expectation that Holy Spirit answer, you have to change your lens, right? So for the people who are on the call, who struggle with the idea of, well, I don't know my purpose, I, that it's common. You are not strange. You are not odd. It is not um a, a peculiar thing that you don't know your why. It is unfortunate that you have not made an active decision to engage the word of God to get the direction necessary, but we're going to put a definite end 
to you not asking the right questions in this season. I'm, I'm going to say it like this. The hour is critical. Uh, let he who has an ear hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. The hour is crucial. It is important. It is imperative. It is necessary that you begin to engage the scripture, that you begin to interrogate the text concerning your purpose and his promises. Right? We're talking about the problem, the process, and the promise. Right? The problem, the process, and the promise. What what my problem was is that it took me a really long time um, and, and really not to understand that everything that I was experiencing was necessary for who I was becoming. Everything that I ever went through from molestation to um, having to try to find a way to fit into very peculiar places, imagine being one of four African-American children at a school that was um, predominantly full of extremely uh, silver spoon-fed children, right, coming out of the heart of Richmond. I mean, and I'm talking about the epitome of the hood. I'm talking about uh, gunshot lullabies and uh, siren serenades and um, Johnny from the Block and McLarens and uh, Caprice Classics with fist wheels and dome lights and sound like giants in the trunk to going to uh, operas and classical musicals and spending time listening to uh, uh, not only classical music, but going to the orchestra and um, spending time with uh, my, my girlfriend whose father was obviously a multimillionaire. I didn't know. I didn't. All I wanted to do was get back to Richmond. Yay! I was trying to get back to the town and do what I wanted to do and run across the street and play at the Tanbark Park. Well, there weren't any Tanbark Parks in New Jersey. There weren't any Tanbark Parks in Connecticut. There weren't any Tanbark Parks in all these sophisticated places that I lived. My aunt and uncle, my uncle worked um, for a Fortune 500 company as uh, the vice president at a very early age. So any promotion he got, we moved. It was like being a military kid. And all I wanted to do was be with my mother, but she didn't have the capacity at the time to to give me really a whole bunch. She was trying to figure herself out and to know ill will of her own, but it was par for my course because it made me um, open to being parented differently, right? My uncle was a man of very few words, but he was extremely wise and wealthy. And so I learned a lot about money. I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about planning. I learned a lot about writing things down and um, doing things decent and in order. He was a man of great integrity. And he didn't have a lot of words, but his presence was prominent. It was very important for um, who I am becoming. My aunt was an, uh, and still is um, at 80 years old. She was servant's heart. She was always hosting uh, small parties with all the rest of her very wealthy friends. And and so I got to experience things that people in, in Richmond did not. I traveled a lot. I started flying at a very early age by myself when it was cool for little kids to fly alone. Right? So a lot of the things that I was exposed to um, 
I not only did not appreciate, but I, I almost loathed. I was like, I don't, I don't want to fly. Just take me and drop me off at 4820 Burke Avenue so I can walk around the corner. I can slide uh, to Crescent Park so I can get over there to uh, that little pond where I could catch tadpoles. But then I still had that side where I could go and catch fireflies and the several acres that my auntie and uncle lived on. But at the same time, I wanted my mama. Can you get, give me to my mama? I know she broken. I know she got situations. I know she got circumstances. Uh, I know she got things. I know she might drop me off at that house. I'm going to get molested at, but at least I'm going to be with my mother, right? All these different things help me to be able to see uh, in you, yeah, you, that, that I have a conversation with, uh, help me to see that thing in you that keeps you from moving past your brokenness. All those different things, instead of, um, you know, being mad, I remember getting to a place where I was like, Lord, I don't know why I've gone through all of this, but obviously you have a different plan than what I had in mind. And I guess if I don't get to know you, I'm never going to know that plan. And because I had been um, abandoned, because I had dealt with lots and lots of rejection, I knew that I needed something other than people. I, I didn't trust y'all. I didn't trust none of y'all, right? We're talking about the problem. The problem was um, that I didn't understand that Romans 8 and 28 is a function. It is um, an employee. It is engaged to get us to the other side of promise. It is, it is designed specifically for us to respect process. Right? The problem was I didn't identify the problem as part of the promise. The problem was that all those things that I was exposed to, all those things that I experienced um, was preparing me to walk in rooms and belong because I had to learn how to belong even outside of my comfort zone, right? <laughs> I would get off a plane and get enrolled in school the next day coming straight out of Steve or straight out of uh, Portland <laughs> going into uh, the, these places where we had whole chefs that wore chef hats and um, the, the schools were immaculate, leaving out of seeds where it was spitballs on the ceiling. And <laughs> we'd be lucky if we could drink from the water faucet because it been, been got vandalized the night before, right? So I had to figure out how to mesh. It was a, a problem, but there was a process that would take me to the promise. I, I didn't get it at the moment. I, I did not realize that all of the self-inflicted wounds were um, this character I had created to survive, this character I had designed to overcome the disappointment that I experienced engaging with people, right? I, I was a lot of places I was tolerated, right? They dealt with, well, you know, her mama can't do it right now, so we're going to keep her. <laughs> We're going to keep her and take care of her for, you know, a few months. And, you know, I lived with um, Morgana Freeman, who is Morgan Freeman's daughter, and Miss Jeannie, who is Morgana's mother. She could not understand for the life of her why. Uh, nobody nobody was looking for me. When nobody checking for me, it was cool. I could just stay there for <laughs> however long I needed to. I stayed with my cousin Fran and Big Mama 
would would sit in her rocking chair and I'd watch her read her word. My grandmother did too. Now, don't get me wrong. My my grandmother and my mother contributed to um, my spirituality in sorts. The only difference was um, they, my my mom lived a little different than what what she talked about, right? So, and and that was then. That is not now. That's not who she is today. But all of these different things. Right, all these different things. If you go back to your childhood, if you start doing the work of of your history, if you start doing the work of things that the Lord allowed you to experience so that they would be useful today. A lot of stuff you can't get past me. I did that already. A lot of stuff that God uses to help me to minister to people effectively because not only do I understand, but I see you, right? I didn't realize that all of these different experiences and exposures were designed specifically so that, again, I would be able to identify the problem. I would be able to go through and respect the process with the expectation that there is a promise on the other side. Purpose always leads us to promise. Anytime you are outside of purpose, promise is delayed. Anytime you are outside of purpose, promise is delayed. In 2003, the Lord gave me four words. The four words began um, to change the trajectory of my life. It was process, preparation, position, promise, process, preparation, position, promise. I remember initially going through the process, the very first thing I had to identify is that I had a problem. I didn't understand what the problem was, but I knew that if I could find the problem, I could do the work to unhinge the problem and move it into a place where I could glean, where I could learn. I've always been attentive, always been one who wants to know the answer, always asked hard questions that caused me um, to be ostracized and isolated because people didn't want to answer uh, my questions. They did not want to give me resolve. I'm not leaving until you tell me why I can't do that. I need to understand. It's not trying to be disrespectful. I just don't get it. Call me Chrissy or whatever you like, but it created uh, a different type of accountability because you can't just tell me something. I don't just want to hear randomly what you have to say. I need to understand why you said it and what's the use and purpose, right? Process, preparation, position, promise. The first thing I had to do was identify that there was a problem, right? Then I had to do the work of preparing myself to move out of old systems, old cycles, old thought processes, old habits, old ideas, old understanding, old habits, old routines, old traditions in an effort to move into, right, process, preparation, position. I had to position myself to be able to use those things that were strategically placed in my life. It's like life is an obstacle course and you have to learn how to navigate in and out of all the different experiences, all the different ideas, all the different exposures in an effort to get to the promise, right? And so today I've gone through the process. I spent years and years where I couldn't do anything but spend time in the Word and worship. And I know that sounds weird. I, I have a life. I still went to work. But 
I spent years and years, I would be at my salon worshiping and reading the word, at listening to whatever it is that God was saying to me and actually executing it. I understood that there were some things that were necessary for me to hear him clearly. I would spend hours and days and sometimes weeks where I would stay in my room anytime I wasn't working, reading my word spending time in prayer, so much time that I would get lost in prayer. I would lose hours. I would transcend like somewhere. I don't, I can't even really explain it. But that was my pool. That was my call. That was my mantle. Everybody is different. The question is, when God calls you, do you respond? Right? Whenever he calls me, I respond. I don't care if I'm at the grocery store. I don't care if I'm riding down the street. I don't care if I'm in the shower. You got to get so deliberate. You got to get so intentional that when he draws you, you have the courage to respond. And it does require a different level of accountability. It did make me appear, quote unquote, weird or whatever it is that people would say. But today, <laughs> but, but on today, the sacrifice was not just worth it. It was necessary to get me into position for promise, right? And so promise looks different for every single person. You can't compare my promise to yours or your promise to a, a good friend, or your promise to an Oprah Winfrey. Everybody has their own graces. Again, we're talking about the problem, the process, and the promise. You can use the four P's or those three teed up just for you. Now, I'm, I'm over time. I'm 15 minutes over. That's because I was talking to myself for the first 15 minutes of my share. Um, and so I didn't want to leave you with nothing. I, I want to tell you before um, we go into our second hosting and greeting and walk into the love, life, and victory conversation that every single thing that has happened in your life was already orchestrated. And I know for some people that's hard. I know for some of us, um, we had, we, it was tough. <laughs> it was hard. It was bad. It was unfair. It was, un, uh, well, it was unfair, but I promise you it was not unjust. God is a God of justice. Every single thing that he happens, he knows that we are equipped for. So I want to encourage you that nothing came to destroy you. It, it probably has um, helped shape some of your indecision, some of your insecurity. But if you take that and you give it to the master, you give it to the one that controls everything, according to this word, and he himself existed and is before all things, and in him are all things hold together, his is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe. If you're still here, he's still holding you together. If you're still here, there is still use for you. There may be a problem, but I promise you, if you go through the work, if you go through the process, promise is on the other side. Ask me how I know. Right? It doesn't mean things won't happen. It doesn't mean uh, things won't be uncomfortable or frustrating. It doesn't mean that you won't have moments where you're like, am I off? Am I tripping? Am I out of sync? Nope, you're not. All roads lead to purpose when we are in the will of God.
Now, if you know you are intentionally living outside of the will of God, it's not that you won't get there. It's just going to take you longer. It's just going to take you longer. So hopefully this, this conversation this month will keep you out of the take you longer place. Right? I don't, I don't want it to take you longer. I just want you to get there. I want you to get there, and I want you to get there as swiftly as possible, as quickly as you can. I want you to get there, and I want you, I want you to get there with courage. I want you to get there um, with a vengeance for all the time that you've lost and wasted, grieving the idea of what you have in mind, not even knowing that that you're grieving that. Amen. All right, so we're going to go ahead and walk into um, the second greeting in the love, life, and victory. As a matter of fact, because it's so late and I, I got to work today, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into love, life, and victory. Um, and you can just say good morning as you um, ask questions. If we don't have any questions, we'll just greet. It's fine either way. All right, anybody want to say good morning, have a question, comment, or commentary? Anyone? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, it's Krishanda. Hey. Um, I don't have much to say. Um, but just great declaration. Um, I feel like when I first joined this call, so I'm looking forward to this month. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, sis. Love you. Good morning. This is Georgia. Georgia. Hey, Georgia. Good morning. Great morning. God morning. Thank you for your declaration, Pastor. Awesome declaration. Amen. Good morning, sis. Good morning. This is Shirley. Hey, Miss Shirley. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. Good morning, DV family. This is glorious. God bless Dion. I thank you for the declaration. Amen. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. Um, Midwife Dion, <laughs> I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate you. Um, you touched on so many different levels. You took me back to Richmond, California. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> that part. I just want to say thank you, and God bless you, and I love you. Amen. Have a good day, everyone. I'm going on mute. You too. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Good morning. This is wonderful. Hi, Dion. Um, great declaration. Um, you know, I was 
going from room to room, getting ready for work, and listening to you tell your story from one house to the next, from one adventure to the next, um, all the glitz and you know, in my and from where from where I'm viewing it, it looks like you had a fairy tale childhood. Girl, compared to mine. Wait, compared to mine. <laughs> but it's amazing how you can be on the outside looking into someone else's life thinking it's one way and it's really another. Um, <clears throat> and I'm coming into looking at my life as not a war story or a horror, but a testimony. I have a testimony. And and it's mm-hmm. a great testimony, you know. I've I've turned out to be a beautiful person through my whole experience in my life, and I'm I'm grateful that I am the way I am, and that I'm becoming more into the person that I want to be. Um, and I know that's only through the grace of God. It's, it's no credit of mine, but um, it, it just I I just I a couple of times I stopped moving to listen to you. You know, because I've never heard a story like that um, with the rich and the famous and then the hood. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> um, just awesome testimony. And just thank you for being um, transparent as well. Amen. I'm going back in. Amen. And it was it wasn't glitz and glamour to me. It was it was punishment in my mind. All all I wanted to know was why my mom didn't have the capacity to keep me. So I I didn't even realize it was glitz and glamour. That's that's the part I'm trying to get you to get. I, it was it was just a roof, and I was Cinderella. How about that? So it wasn't it wasn't glitz. The the other part is. I'm a, I'm the, you know, I, I have a child that I had to put up for adoption. And so when I hear people talk about they they mom abandoned them in some kind of way, it, like, brings up the shame for me. Um, and I've, I've been working through it for a long, long time. And I probably, you know, I'm not going to claim that I always will, but <clears throat> it's something that happened in my life. And um, if I could take it back, I would. You know, so I just try to be a living amends and, and, and be the best mom and grandmom that I can today. But I, I definitely can relate. So you, you hit you hit a few buttons there. But, again, I, I thank you for your share. I'm going on mute. Very good. You did what you were supposed to do. That's it was this, I, And I know that, you know, for some people they may not get it. If I had not lived in all the places that I had lived, I would not be the person that I am. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to give yourself some grace, right? Because God is the controller of this central station. Your baby was where she was. If I, I'm so great today. Now, I didn't appreciate it at the time. I didn't, I didn't get it at the time. Um, but I'm grateful for the levels of exposure that I had. It, it, it really it cultivated who I am. So, um, you know, I know there is a, a guilt that will go with it, but the truth is it, it doesn't have to. I thank God 
even yesterday hanging out with my mom, I thank God for where I'm at today. There are certain things that I don't require as a result of it. You know what I mean? There again, it don't matter where I live. I'm I'm good. Amen. I heard somebody else hey. trying to chime in. Thank you, Anda, yeah. for, for that transparency. That was that was huge. Go ahead. It's Didi. I was just trying to talk before the babies get here. It's only one here. Maybe they're not coming because tomorrow is the fourth. But, Dion, thank you so much. You know, I knew a lot of your testimony, but each time you share, I get different parts of it. So I was traveling with you, and you know me. I'm a product of Richmond. Yee, Richmond Hospital ain't even there no more. But I also can relate because my mother, you know, um, did the best she could. We would spend summers in Palm Springs and Occidental. If anybody knows where Occidental is, there really wasn't none of us up there in Northern California with my godparents who happens to be white, and they treated us well. So the three little black kids from Richmond, nappy-headed, like you said, you had to adjust wherever you were. And then summers in Arkansas and just listening to you, I was like, well, I didn't even realize that was going on with us. And then when my mom moved us from Central Richmond to the White Hood of Montalban, we had to learn that as well. But I didn't even realize until I listened to you talk, there's still a purpose that I have because although I didn't get to go to like North Carolina with my dad's people, I don't know them like that, I still get it. So there's um, a void in listening to you talk. I'm like, I didn't even know I had that. I'm not mad or sad about it because it is what it is. It's like you just told Wanda. God's plan is what it is. From the baby that I lost, I never saw his face, to um, just just now. It's just like it's so much to this purpose, and I know that I know now without a shadow of a doubt, and I do have to thank you because you have made such an impact in my life, sis. I love you, and I just thank God that you had to represent so many different facets from um, the mall. Remember the mall was deep, though. We had the 579 store. I couldn't wear none of that stuff because I never was a 579. Okay, I'm going to mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Anybody else? Thank you, Dee, for sharing. <laughs> hey, Dion, this is Gloria. Hey, Gloria, hold on one second. Who else was that? Me. Oh, hey, me. All right, Gloria, then me. Okay, I um I appreciate listening to your your declaration and the different um environments that you you in you grew up through and um I, when we talk I've, I've I've often noticed how our our stories are some similar in some ways um but just the transition from place to place and while I have always and I will always consider the fact that I was actually stolen. I am appreciative of the different um, encounters and and places where I see now, and I saw and I, I as I got older and came and um, accepted Christ, I began began to understand how God really did purpose everything that I endured. You know, from being able to go to Broadway and see shows and things like that, I would have never experienced that had I not been taken to New York. I would have never experienced right. going to going going through going to and graduating from Eastside High School, the one they made the movie about, and being there in the midst of that. I would have never known that. I would have never known how to transition from being um, a, a person who, you know, received full full ride to Fisk, but can still hang in the ghetto and do whatever it is have to be done. How you do it? I thank God because it really does. 
work together and allow me to be able to deal with all kinds of people in every environment and to do what God purposed me for, to see it all as a part of purpose and nothing goes to waste. So I appreciate you, sis. I love you, and I'm going back on mute. Yep, I appreciate and love you, too. Very good. And it's the truth. It, it is all employed to to com- compose you. Go ahead, me. Good morning, beautiful people. I first want to say um, just thank God for allowing you to be here today to tell your story, to be so transparent. And I thank God that you made it through all that, you know, good and bad, because this generation today, they're cut from a different cloth. And they are, I mean, a lot of them, they give up. They they, they don't survive and they, they're not as strong as we were when we were, you know, our, um, you know, their age. And it's just, it's different. But, you know, I watched, um, I don't know if you've seen in documentary, um, Tupac, Dear Mama. Um, I know I'm not trying to compare it at all, but just listening and watching his life and how he really fought for the cause, you know, that cause of, um, you know, of um, of uh, righteousness and the Black Panther and just to listen to you and how you always, you know, been a child of God and prayed and, you know, um, fought for, you know, even fighting now for us, teaching us and, you know, providing information and resources for us. This is your purpose and your cause, but his his was totally different, you know, his fight for justice, but it's, it's sort of the same type of path, you know, and his mama being a black panther um, and, uh, you know, how how she lived to, for him to be the way he was, and and he just, it was just, you got to see it. If y'all haven't seen Dear Mama, the documentary, I know Tupac was a rapper and he had a bad attitude sometimes, but he he lived for that. He, he, whatever the stuff that his mama taught him, and then he lived a lot of he lived in a lot of different cities and states and all that. And his life, I was like, wow. There would never be another like that. It wasn't about the money; it was all about the cause. But again, I'm so grateful that you're here to teach us. Although you know, I always call you my auntie. I'm older than you, but I'm I'm grateful to you, and I'm always going to be a lifer on this cause. It has gotten me through so many different things. And I love you because you're not selfish at all, totally selfless. You know what I'm saying? You just, you you never said, you know, you got to go through the chain of commands to get to you. You know, you always say, call me directly. You know, you've been there for my baby, you know, and just like you, everybody behind the scenes and everybody that makes this call possible, I am very grateful. Um, not saying I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for this call, but I'm telling you guys was a big part of me being who I am the last nine, almost 10 years on this call, I wouldn't be as strong as I am. <laughs> wouldn't have been able to probably get across the bridge because the strength that I've gained through the years was because of this call. So thank you for being a part of my life, beautiful lady. Amen. Love you and appreciate you. Thank you for loving me back. Anybody else? Morning, D. Grace here. It just makes us look back at the things and write down and get an understanding of why those things happen and what to do with them from this point on for clarity and walking our purpose. Love you. Amen.
Anybody else? Well, I won't be the dead horse. Y'all know me. If nobody has anything else, I pray. I just want to say I love you. I love you too, little lady. Yep, I love you too. Um, yeah, if anybody, I, I just pray that that something that's been said um, would would plant seed in such a way that harvests grow, and that you take your history and that you reassess it with the expectation that it was employed to help cultivate you. The problem, the process, the promise. The problem is always, always connected to the promise. You just have to go through the place in between, and that's the process. Begin to ask God what that looks like for you individually. Begin to ask God how to take your mess and hand it back to him so he can hand you back the masterpiece it always was intended to yield, right? That intentionality of learning um, that those things that you've experienced were not to kill you at all. They were to cultivate you and to create space for you to be everything that he predestined you for. Don't be intimidated by your history. Don't allow the enemy to shame you into silence with your story. Use your story to empower yourself and others to reach the place of purpose and promise. You are worth it. He loves you enough to carry you through it. You just got to be willing to do the work. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, if there's nothing else, um, I'll hear you right back here. Um, it is Monday, so I'm not positive if there's going to be a marriage matters call just because of the festivities and the goings on. Um, if Eric or Jew are on the call, you can let me know. Otherwise, we'll meet right back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. for another day's journey in our purpose. I love you, but I promise God loves you the most. You guys go and grow and be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.